morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to another episode of Injured Preserve Podcast with your host, me, myself, and I, Mitchell. Man, so LeBron to LA, four-year contract, $153 million contract. Um, man, so basically what it's looking like right now as the only moves that Magic Johnson has done is land, you know, the big one, LeBron James, and that was it. All the Laker fans, fantasy, sorry, uh, L.A., but, man, Kawhi, Paul George, Paul George, we signed with Oklahoma City. Kawhi, who knows what kind of, who knows what's going on upstairs with him because him and the Spurs organization, he talks he might go to Philly, then Boston, and the Clippers. Who knows what the hell's going on there? So, with that being said, uh, the same exact roster looks like LeBron just went from Cleveland to L.A. with the same roster, the same talent. Uh, you got Kyle Kuzma, uh, great rookie campaign last year, uh, average 16 a game, about 44% from the field. Uh, Lonzo Ball, he's a bust, get rid of him. Brandon Ingram, uh, probably going to have to trade him, Ball, a couple of draft picks, possibly Kuzma as well if they want to get Kawhi or whoever else, some big other superstar into that organization. But right now, it's not looking too solid for the, the Lakers in the West. All it looked like is like you took a team – that was like a 10-11 seed team from last year and moved them up to maybe a 7 or 8 seed in the West. Simple as that. Sorry, it's just that's what the way it's looking like for the first year in L.A. Now, the reason why I say first year is with Kawhi and San Antonio, and there's basically talks of him, if San Antonio does not trade him, he will sit out for the, the next season which is very disrespectful considering the fact that he's getting paid millions of dollars. But I, who knows what the hell is going on with that him and the Spurs organization. But if, if Quash stays in San Antonio next season, then, um, yeah, he'll just uh, – I know San Antonio is eventually going to trade him, but if they don't, they're just going to lose out on a great trade and he'll just sign with the Lakers next season. Now, there's also talks of Damian Lillard going to L.A. as well. So, there's two things. Either Kawhi's going to be a Laker before the start of the season, or Damian Lillard is. So, one of those two things is going to happen. Now, (laughs) even then, if you land one of those two guys, L.A. goes from, okay, from what they're looking like right now as an 8-7 seed to, you know, like a 6 or 5, basically. And then they'll just get beat out by Houston Rockets or get swept by the Warriors in the in the Western Conference. But they're going to lose out on Kuzma, Lonzo Ball, and Ingram. Two out of those three is getting traded. And then probably a draft pick. So, maybe two draft picks. But with that being said, LA, uh, great sign, great, great landing by Magic Johnson. But that's it. That is it. All that hype, all that, you know, you landed one big name brand. That was it. Lakers looking like Cleveland of in the Western Conference scenario. That, that's it. I'm sorry for any Laker fans out there listening, but that's the truth. You got LeBron, you got Ingram, you got Ball, uh, and then you got uh, Kuzma. Ball's not a factor. He's Poochies. Yes, he, okay, he averaged 10, 7, and 7. Mitchell, you're being a hater. I'm not. He just can't shoot. His free throw percentage, I could shoot a better free throw percentage than that. He's below 50%. He's shooting under 40% from the field as a point guard. 
That's the man supposed to lead your team. Be the, he's supposed to be the captain, the innovator. Now that's going to be LeBron James, who can damn near play all five positions simultaneously. But that being said, uh, it's it's just as if Cleveland just you know moved from the east to the west. Except the west is a lot, lot more tougher. Simple as that. Now with that being said, Carmelo. Carmelo, no one wants to pick up Carmelo. He can opt out o- Oklahoma City. Uh, Paul George re-signed Oklahoma City. The fact, <laughs> the, the craziest stat is, is that Oklahoma City playoff chances got better once Carmelo opted out of his uh, contract in Oklahoma City. It went from like 76% to like 84%. That's how much of a factor he is. He averaged 16 a game last season. He needs to get, he needs to re-innovate his role as a player. He's not that guy anymore. He's not a star player. He's not the same. You know, he came out of the same draft class as LeBron James. He's not. He's not that dude anymore, like LeBron. It's excuse me. It's simple as that. He's not the mellow of uh, Denver. He's not the mellow of the Knicks. Uh, all he's notorious for is four gold <laughs> Olympic medals, and that's it. He has like three playoff wins in his in his whole entire career. Two, it's two or three. It's miserable, nonetheless. And it's just he's. Uh, by the way, it's looking like it. He's just gonna go out like AI. AI can never accept that role. That you know, you gotta come off the bench. You gotta be that six man. And he, AI refused the same exact role. So it's just, eventually teams aren't going to want you, and then you're going to have no choice but to retire. So he needs to accept the role, coming off the bench, be a sixth man, and that's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing at all. Bill Walton did the exact same thing in his career. He won a championship in Portland, and then I can't remember the team he went to near the end of his career, but he took the sixth man role, he took it with pride, and the goal was to win a championship. It was simple as that. You know, a lot of great players do that, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know what I mean? So, it's just, it happens. People understand. Father Time catches up with you. He's not that guy anymore. He needs to understand that. And the type of money that he's asking for, he's got to be out of his damn mind if he thinks he's going to get some contract worth, you know, 50, 60 mil. You ain't going to get that. I'm sorry, you're not going to get a LeBron James contract. So, with that being said, Carmelo, accept the role player, be a six-man. There's nothing wrong with that. Swallow your pride. Pride goes before the fall. It's okay. Be a man. Accept it. You'll be all right. You want to win a title? Show the world that you want to go out like a champion. That's how you do it. There's rumors he could go to Golden State or Houston Rockets. Houston Rockets lost Trevor Ariza, and they say that would be a perfect fit for him. So who knows, but Carmelo needs to learn and accept the fact that that's going to be his new role for the end of his career. He's not going to be that that captain, that innovator, that man that leads the way, even though he never really did. I'm not hating on the guy. I'm just saying by the looks of his career, he he's just one of those guys that puts up 25 a night and just calls it good. That's it. Simple. It's simple as that, you know. How many times have the Knicks gone to the playoffs in his career? You know, his days were his days were better in Denver. His days were getting numbered in New York. And here we are. So it's just 
man, it's just, ugh. Kamala needs to accept that role. I don't care how great of a player you were, you need to accept that that's a new role. That's your new role now. You're a six-man, nothing wrong with it. Accept it, live it, learn it, love it. With that being said, uh, next segment, we're going to discuss UFC 226, Daniel Cormier and Stephen Miocic, and we'll be right back to injury reserve. Welcome back. This is Injured Reserved. I am Mitchell Anderson and UFC 226, uh, five days ago, July 7th, Daniel Cormier shook up the world yet again, at, padded on to the, his legacy and his MMA career, uh, simultaneously winning, you know, now owning two titles, a light heavyweight champion and now heavyweight champion, defeating Sipe Miocic who's also a Cleveland native, so Cleveland ain't doing too well with taking L's lately. Um, first round knockout, man, uh, when Daniel Cormier got him in that clinch, threw rights, and that was it for Stipe Miocic. Daniel Cormier is just a phenomenal wrestler, just amazing. Like, this man is just, oh, man. It, it, it can be argued that he's, you know, arguably the greatest of all time there's no there's no doubt about it that man has defeated anyone everyone you can think of except the man and uh is only two losses on his resume uh would technically you want to be technical it's one loss but um uh, is john jones uh around this time last year <coughs> uh daniel Cremay Faced John Jones at UFC 214 back in July 29th of 2017. And uh, he failed his drug test again. And uh, the UFC Light Heavyweight Championship uh, got returned back to Daniel Cormier. And um, I, in a sense, I kind of feel bad for him because that's always going to be the thing that's kind of over hanging over his head is that one man that Daniel Cormier could never beat. And he's beating everyone, man. I mean, you, Roy Nelson, Frank Mir, Anthony Johnson, Anderson Silva, a- Alexander Gustafson, Steve Miocic recently, uh, Antonio Bigfoot Silva, Josh Burnett. I mean, man, his MMA career is solidified, no doubt about it. It's just... That one man that's just hanging over in that one loss that he suffered back in 2015 at UFC 182. And that's when, you know, things started to go south because John Jones, you know, kind of got a little reckless there in his personal life. And, uh, but that's for another time. Either way, I mean, if someone was to argue that Daniel Cormier was to go, I, you know, I... I would disagree, but I would, you know, I won't refrain from it. It's just, I know a lot a lot of people, um, you know, a lot of people like to say John Jones because technically he's never lost. His only loss was by disqualification to Mark Hamill. Other than that, John Jones has beaten everyone too in his division. And, you know, 
supposedly, you know, there's talks of John Jones returning and same thing with Brock Lesnar. And Brock Lesnar was there of the fight at uh, UFC 226. And Daniel Cormier called him out and he walked into the, into the octagon and pushed him. Kind of looked like a WWE stunt. That's just me. That's another guy. Can he can he stay clean? Can he pass his drug test? And I feel like, in a sense, I'm not. You know, I, I'm, I've trained in MMA before, and I never fought professionally or anything like that, or amateur, I should say. Um, I'm not even close to being professional. Christ. Um, it's how can I say this? I feel like. If you bring that up, if so-and-so is coming back to UFC and your first thought is, yeah, but can they pass a drug test, then that's, you know, that's forever going to be an asterisk on their career. Whether And John Jones, to this day, still refrains from saying, I never took anything illegal, yada, yada, but it's just like, man, it's just, you failed a drug test, it, not once, but twice. It's just who knows what's gonna happen, um, man. But virtually, John Jones. I mean, he's twenty three and all, or I should say twenty four and all. But you know, his record's twenty two one and one, one loss and one no contest. The one loss was by disqualification. And the first time he beat Cormay. He was uh he was stripped of the title, uh, violating you know the UFC's F- athletic code of conduct policy. So he was suspended for a little bit, came back, won the interim title, and then tested posi- positive for dopamine, and whatever long term medical mumbo jumbo that is. So, I mean he's he's failed. Not once, not twice, but three times. Three times he's failed a drug test. And it's just like... And you look at the guy, you don't look like... It's just, I don't know, you wouldn't think much of that. You know, someone... You wouldn't think of someone that's uh, involved in PEDs, but I don't know. Um, He did give a second drug test back in September of 2017. And um, his he gave a B sample and tested positive for tur turnable or whatever that is. Uh, he still claims that he did not knowingly know take any prohibited substance substances. Excuse me. Uh. And right now, he's still facing that suspension, actually. If found guilty, Jones could face up to four-year suspension. So we could never see him in the octagon again. Who knows? But like I said, uh, not to get too off-topic, if you have to name a fighter, yeah, so-and-so is coming back, can they pass a drug test? It's just, uh, it puts a lot of question marks in your career. I don't care who you are. And that's that's always going to be the question for John Jones or Brock Lesnar or Vitor Belfort or Alistair Overeem um, or Josh Burnett. You know, guys like that or Anderson Silva. So it's just like, man, 
once you once you get that uh, for me personally just as a fan it's just it's hard to look at that person the same it's just like why would you do that yeah phenomenal career and now you know you're forever gonna have asterisks you know on your resume because of peds performance enhancing drugs but that's just me um Hopefully, you know, he doesn't get that four-year suspension. I want to see him back. Phenomenal athlete. Great guy. He's just, um, I, I don't know. Um, I, you know, I wasn't there. I, I'm not the one to judge because uh, and, uh, and act like I'm holier than thou because I'm not. We're, you know, we're all sinners in our own way. It shit happens, you know. But who knows? Uh, Daniel Cormier. Phenomenal performance in Stepio Miocic at UFC 216. Um, But yeah, not, excuse me, not 216, Um, but uh, UFC 226. And uh, yeah, now he holds two titles and he still does broadcasting for UFC on Fox, which is crazy in itself. I can never, if I was a professional fighter, I can never see myself doing that. After I retire, yeah, but uh, I don't know. Uh, right now, Daniel Cormain, Brock Lesnar, who knows how legit that's going to be since he called him out. But we all know that's just one big money maker, one big money grabber. Simple as that, because because of Brock Lesnar's name and how big he is, how freak of an athlete he is. He's a great wrestler too. He's never been known to stand up, though. Uh, Cormier, great wrestler as well. But uh, I don't know. Uh, like I said, uh, you look at a guy, and it's like, yeah, they're coming back, but can they pass a drug test? Then it's like, eh. It's like, meh. You know what I mean? Like I said, asterisks on the resume for an MMA career like that. Oh, man. But with that being said, I'm going to take a quick break. And we'll be right back shortly. Welcome back to Injury Reserve Podcast. So, (laughs) I can't lie. I'm going to be honest. I am a Drake hater. I can't. Man, I just, I tried to get into Drake. God knows I tried, but I can never get into Drake. I like a few songs here and there. But man, just with Drake, I don't know what it is, man. I just cannot get into him. But with that being said, the Scorpion album is, it's pretty good. I cannot lie. The only only negative thing I got to say about that album is, the the in my feelings challenge that Kiki do you love me that damn song is getting on my nerves already and that album's only been out for like what a week oh my god I'm so sick of hearing that damn song everywhere I go scrolling up and down on social media Facebook Instagram Twitter whatever it may be it's just that song is always playing somewhere and I know if I go out in a bomb, which I don't go out that much, but if I go to the bars or whatever, I'm going to hear that song. Um, the Scorpion album, not too shabby. I feel like he had to change up side A, though, because after that push the T disc, he had to he, he had to innovate a little bit, but maybe that's just me. 
Uh, side B, not too shabby as well. Uh, I got to give credit where credit is due. I got to be fair. I got to be a man of my word. Um, Scorpion is it's it's pretty good, but uh, I'm I'm not for one. I'm buying Drake anything though. I I'll never buy Drake anything. That's just me. I can never get. I like I said. I tried to get into Drake. I listened to the Take Care album back when I was in uh, college, prior to me entering the service, and I cannot. Uh, I just tried, man. There's like I said. I'll I'll hear a few songs here and there that I like. I like maybe a total of like five Drake songs out of everything that he's made. I know y'all can call me nuts, you can call me blasphemous, you can call me whatever. It's just Drake is not he's just not that dude. It's not that type of vibe that I can listen to. That's just not me. I'm more old school based. I'm just that dude. Uh I prefer nineties over anything when it comes to hip hop. Um uh, that that's just me man. Um if I had a discography to listen to artists for the rest of my life, my top five would have to be Tupac, Nas, Eminem, uh, probably Royce to Five Nine, and then probably J Cole or Big Crit. Maybe it's a, uh, I don't know. I'll throw a six in there. Big Crit as well. Uh, the only guys, you know, that I like of the new era, obviously, is Big Crit, J. Cole, Kendrick Lamar. Uh, I guess you, I guess you could say Royce to 5'9's kind of new, but not really. He's been in the game for a long time. He's more of a 90s guy. Same with M. Um, Cole, Kendrick, Crit, um, Lot, you can throw Logic in there. But other, I really don't listen to that much new, you know, new age hip hop, man. I can't get in, into Takashi Six Nine or Lil Pump or Lil Whoever, Lil Uzi, whatever. Uh, the, this new freshman class of XXL magazine is just to me, it just sounds like utter trash. Maybe I'm just getting old, you know. Uh, even you know, God rest his soul, uh, XXX. To, Tenacion, or however the hell you pronounce his name, I could never get into his uh, his songs. Uh, you heard him a couple episodes prior to that. Gotta rest his soul, but man, I I heard a few of his songs. And I'm just like, all right, I don't know. It's just just ain't me. Maybe I'm just getting old. Like I said, I don't know. Maybe this is what happens when our parents say that they don't dig the new music. The their older their music a generation was better. Maybe I'm becoming that person. I don't know. I want. To, I don't want to sound that person, but I don't know, that's just me. But uh, I gotta give credit where credit is due. I'm mad at my word. Scorpion isn't too shabby. Like I said, I think the only thing. Um. I think he had to switch it up a little bit for side A. And the whole push of T. I the only thing I don't like is that a lot of hardcore Drake fans out there that uh, that I know. They stick by their guns with them, man. Like, some particular reason, they just, when it comes to the Pusha T disc, they just totally forget what happened. Like, that disc track just never happened. And he just never responded. And that was it. Same thing with Remy Ma and Nicki Minaj. Remy Ma dissed Nicki Minaj, and that was it. That was it. No one ever brought it up again. So it's just like, I don't know. Apparent, I don't know. Evidently, you can just diss someone nowadays with a diss track and, uh, 
you don't have to respond because you're just so big, I guess. And he did hit like I I don't know what was it like a million million streams on Spotify or whatever it was, some crazy amount of number that he broke records, which is touche to him. Congrats, that's amazing. Uh, I wish I could do that, but I can't rap, nor can I sing, or even write down lyrics to save my life. That's just me. But uh, yeah, um, man. <laughs> But with that being said, that's a Scorpion review of Drake. Thought never thought I'd say that uh, in my podcast of Drake. But I'm a man of my word. Scorpion, pretty good, pretty solid. If you're open-minded, check it out. It's not too shabby. Um, but this is Andrew Reserve. I'm going to take a quick break, and I'll talk to you all back shortly. Welcome back to Andrew Reserve Podcast for the host, me, myself, and I, Mitchell Anderson. So, I was scrolling through social media, and I saw this little thing, uh, top five greatest athletes of all time. And for me, that's a hard thing to discuss, considering the fact that, you know, with so many sports, it's like, how exactly can you pin that down to, like, an athlete, you know what I mean? Uh, you can, it's simple with like NFL or NBA with that one particular sport when it's, you know, just focus on that one particular, uh, category. And, um, it's one thing focusing, uh, on one category or genre of music such as Drake, AKA Mayo music. But, (laughs) uh, if I had to go top five athletes of all time, I got to do it when how influential they are. You know what I mean? Um, I got to go like Muhammad Ali, Serena Williams, Michael Jordan. um, God, probably trying to think. I want to try and implement and be fair with every other particular sport. Probably uh, Tom Brady. Uh, and then, man, probably I throw Bo Jackson and Deion Sanders in there. You know, Deion Sanders' career was a lot more uh, running than Bo Jackson, considering the fact that, you know, Bo had injuries in his career and kind of short-lived. But for how phenomenal he was for such a short time in baseball and football, you know, any any athlete, any person that goes, you know, like, oh, football season's over, time for baseball season, and professional and master it and actually make the all-star team or, uh, you know, all-pro team, go from the NFL and like, all right, NFL season's over, time to go, you know, train for baseball. That's insane. That's nuts. I in in professional level, like I don't care who you are, that like that's that's just God given talent, like and just to like Super Saiyan level, like Bo Jackson and Deion Sanders, Deion Sanders, those guys took it to the next level. It's just they they realized the talents that they had and just capitalized on it and just trained even harder. 
And it's just nuts. And you, you never see that nowadays. I don't. I can't think of an athlete that does that. That's very rare. That's, that's just one, one of those just rare sightings. Like, you know what I mean? It's just, uh, it's like a Haley's Comet. It's just, it's very rare. You very, very rare, rarely see that kind of thing. It's once in a lifetime kind of thing. And and it just happened twice during the era, you know, Deion Sanders did it in the nineties and same thing with Bo Jackson. I think he did it in the late eighties actually. Uh but nonetheless, man, uh like I said, athletes I gotta go by how influential they were. So I, I gotta go with like Ali, Serena, Jordan, Brady, and then um I I guess uh Bo Jackson or Deion Sanders, it, it's tough. Those, those, those two uh, definitely uh, tied for fifth. The only reason why they're tied for fifth and why they're not ranked up higher, and because other athletes didn't play sports simultaneously, is because I look at their brand. Jordan Brand, Jordan's been retired for like 15 seasons, and his sneakers are outselling everybody: Kobe, LeBron, Chris Paul, D Wade, you name it. And he's been retired for 15 seasons. He's been retired for 15 years. And, and you know, unanimous, 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 I can't say the damn word, but y'all know what I'm trying to say. He's the GOAT, undisputed, no doubt about it. Same thing with Serena Williams. Uh, tennis, uh, she was like rumored to be, I think, like 10 weeks pregnant, and she won the Wimbledon or something crazy. And tennis, I don't focus that much in tennis, but I know every time I look, and Serena Williams is playing tennis, she's just dominating everybody, and it's nuts. It's insane. Brady, we expect every year, it's just like he makes the Super Bowl every year. I would say and put LeBron James in that category, but the only problem is is that because of his career and he's part of that super team era, it's kind of, it's like not really fair to say. Why is it not fair to say, Mitchell? Well, I'll tell you why. Because when you take athletes like a Kobe Bryant or a Michael Jordan or a Trace McGrady, they never had the, not, they never, I wouldn't say they didn't have the knowledge, but then not once did they ever cross their mind like, I'm going to go form a super team. You didn't say Michael Jordan lose, you know, multiple years to Boston or Detroit and said, I'm taking my talents to Boston or Detroit. Never, he, no, he wanted to do it on his own. That's the kind of man he is. I'm not saying LeBron James isn't a man or anything. He's a great athlete, great guy, humble per, uh, man. And it's just, he's part of the super team era. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just the reason why he was able to, you know, to make so many consecutive finals year after year after year is because he's part of a super team. Kyrie Irving, Kevin Love, Dwayne Wade, Chris Prosh, Ray Allen. You know, it's okay. It's like saying, uh, <laughs> It's like someone saying LeBron James is uh, the best athlete. That's like Steph Curry is. No, Steph Curry is just part of a super team. It's stacked. The only problem is with Golden State Warriors super team is that they were drafted. They didn't sign with the Golden State Warriors. Draymond Green, Klay Thompson, Steph Curry, all drafted within that organization. That's fair. They just so happened to pick up a superstar in Kevin Durant, which is fair. And which I hate when people criticize and critique. Um... Kevin Durant, because he, you're free agent, keyword, free agent, he can go anywhere he wants to, if he wants to be Golden State, then let the man go to Golden State, that's fine, 
Powerhouse? Absolutely. Unfair? Absolutely. But he's his own man. That's that's fine. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that, that's why I hate when people throw up in arms with when James Harden won the, uh, the, this regular season MVP. And you look at the numbers, and yes, LeBron James should have won that MVP this year. But go back a few years on multiple excuse me, on multiple occasions back in 2010, 2012, and I want to say 2016, Kevin Durant, uh, or Kevin Durant did want to win the MVP a couple of years back. I can't remember which particular year, year, but when the years that LeBron James has won the MVP, Kevin Durant statistically had better numbers than LeBron James. Look it up. I, I'm not joking. I'm not messing with y'all. I'm not being a LeBron hater. It's the truth. So everyone wants to dispute, oh, James Harden, his numbers are lesser to LeBron. Same thing with Kevin Durant. When Kevin Durant and LeBron James match up, <coughs> excuse me, in the seasons when LeBron James won the MVP, Kevin Durant's numbers are better. It's the truth. I, you know, I'm not. It's just like I said, I'm not being a LeBron hater. I'm being a realist. So let's to get too off topic, and I kind of did anyhow. LeBron James, phenomenal athlete, just not top five all the time. But uh, yeah. But hey, with that being said, uh, thank you all for listening in to Engine Reserve Podcast. Like, I'm sorry for not being as consistent as I am. I'm trying, uh, coming out with more podcasts. Uh, school, I got two jobs now. I'm working like crazy. I'm gonna be stupid busy up until the <coughs> up until the end of May of 2019. I got trade school coming in the fall, starting September 5th, and get certified in welding. Uh, in May of 2019, and I got school online classes right now up until the end of August 28th. So, but like, I'm gonna, man, I'm gonna try. I start my second job today, but let me hear y'all out. If you got any agendas or notions on anything, feel free. Uh, pitch me out, pitch me in. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, other than that, thank you all for listening in. Side note, Avengers out on digital HD available July 28th and Blu-ray in 4K on August 14th. I know it's a little random. Uh, Avengers Affinity War, I should say. That's available. Uh, Blu-ray in 4K August 14th. Uh, pretty hyped about it. Um, most likely I'm probably going to buy it. But uh, with that being said... I know it's a little random, but I'm pretty hyped for it anyhow. Thank you all for listening to Injured Reserve Podcast. Until next time, this is Mitchell Anderson signing off. Y'all have a great day.